the right hook with the new Mitsubishi Outlander 7-seater automatic with sporty paddle shifters for super smooth gear changes at your fingertips. MitsubishiMotors.ie all right, uh, welcome back. It's the right hook with George Hook. We're in Galway. We're in the battle bus, uh, which is tied to the ground with cement blocks because uh, Hurricane Imogen is blasting outside the doors. It's windy and it's wet and showing extraordinary commitment to the right hook health checkup. Dr. Kira Kelly uh, has braved all sorts of dangers in her clapped out motor vehicle uh, on the M6. Uh, welcome, Dr. Kelly. Thanks for that, George. Did you notice the guard in his car uh, at Junction uh, 8, no? No, am, am I, am I going to be... I don't know, I noticed him. Uh, right, now... Of course, I was adhering to all the rules of the road, so I'm sure I'm going to be fine. Right, now, I'm not surprised this poor fella is a little shaken, right? He goes to the toilet, lo and behold, blood. Yeah. Now, blood scares the living daylights out of me and anybody else. Yeah, blood is a red flag, George, you're quite correct. And blood in the stool, whilst quite common and often not a big deal, always really needs to be checked out. So this guy needs to go and see his doctor. We, 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 we can advise him here in the right hook health check, but we're not going to tell him. I don't want to worry it. him, but, but like if you get colon cancer, you'll very often have blood. Absolutely. And that's what I mean by a red yeah. flag. It can, it can be the harbinger of something sort of sinister. Now, yeah. bear in mind, the commonest cause is hemorrhoids. All right. So a lot of people would have hemorrhoids and a bit of constipation. Or as we say in Cork, piles. Piles. Piles, lads. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's the commonest cause. But we're not going to presume that until he gets checked out. And that's all we're saying all here, right. just to be sensible. I don't want him to worry, but I want him to get checked. All right. Uh, listen, I'm sitting here on top of the heater uh, in the battle bus. Uh, do you get piles from sitting on the heater? No. Or is that an old wives' tale? It's a bit of an old wives' tale. All right. Okay. Thank you so much. Now, oh, a six-year-old daughter, she's very pale. And when, and when she gets tired or hungry, she gets worse and dark rings under the eyes. Can you help? Dark rings. Every child has dark rings. No, no, the, they don't. And just, do they not? I, I had dark rings under my eyes as a child and look at me now. Look at you now. You're in rude health. Rude, at least. Um, here's the thing, right? Um, a pale child and the dark rings under the eyes. We're going to break that down into a couple of different things. One is if you have a tired, kind of pale child, they might need a blood test. Six-year-olds often have quite a poor diet, even in our Western world, because they often refuse to eat their vegetables and they won't eat their meat and they're living on bread and they're living on pasta and oh, sometimes right. they're a bit deficient in things. So they may be a little bit anemic, a little bit iron deficient, all that kind of stuff. So a blood test is quite a sensible thing. But one thing that people often don't know, and it is the case, is that dark rings under the eyes are often associated with poorly controlled asthma and a lot of kids who are atopic really? yeah and so so you'll often have a kid and it just may not be in the text that we'll find that this kid also has a chronic cough and is awake half the night every night coughing when you when i see a kid walking into the room to me with dark rings under the eyes i always check their chests because quite often it's a problem but six-year-olds will often have a less than adequate diet and it's important that if it's a case that somebody's pale and dark rings and low energy levels and all that, they would get a blood test. There's a wonderful joke, which I can't tell on the radio. Please don't. In uh, the, the book Doctor in the House, from which they made the films, about uh, checking a chest. But I, we, I, we won't go there. We won't go Is there. Is it about big breaths? 
Yeah, how'd you know? Is that an old <laughs> because joke? Because I know how your head works. Is that an old joke? It's a very old joke, George. Well, now she's giving it away. Doc says to the girl, big breaths. And she says, yes, and I'm only 16. I thought it was very funny. Anyway, texted him previously. Obviously, we didn't help you about Telfast for idiopathetic Idiopathic, idiopathic urticaria. Yeah. It, it's no longer guaranteed effective, listener says. I know I shouldn't double dose. The GP's useless, common <laughs> complaint. Can you recommend anything that's more effective? I can, actually. Um, idiopathic urticaria is commonly is known as hives. George, you know what hives are? You're kidding me. Yes. I thought you took antihistamine for hives. Telfast is a form of antihistamine. Oh. But I wouldn't double the dose to, for that listener because that would be too much. She should be on the top dose. They come in 120s and 180s. She should be on the 180. Okay. But she should take cetirizine, which is another antihistamine, in addition to her Telfast. Oh. And she can take more than one cetirizine. She can take two. And she cetirizine? Can, yeah, well, also known as Zyrtec and Zyrpine and Citrine. Right, and, don't, don't confuse the yeah, issue. Cetirizine. Yeah, cetirizine. Add that into your Telfast. Don't double the dose of your Telfast, but take the top dose, which is 180, and see how you get on. And why do you get hives? From from plants or something? Listen, a lot of people who get hives... Nettles and stuff. No, well, well this is idiopathic, so we don't, which, which basically means we don't know why you have them. That's what idiopathic means. Uh-huh. Uh, you great. doctors are great. <laughs> Haven't That's got so a clue what's wrong with you. It, it's idiopathic. Exactly, exactly. Oh, that's why we, I, I that's how we charge for the For 60 big, quid the big to go money. on with this. Um, Yes, she sh- how do you get the highs? We don't know why she gets the highs, but lots of people do. And a lot of them go and see immunologists and allergists and all this. And sometimes we never find a cause for the idiopathic urticaria. But try the cetirizine on top all of right. the Telfast. Trying to eradicate the helicopter. Sorry, I didn't have my glasses on. The helicobacter. Helicobacter. Helicobacter is a bacteria in the stomach. Two failed attempts on medication, John Limerick? Um... Okay, I'm not sure why he has two failed attempts, but it's possible that he is surrounded by other people who are carrying Helicobacter too. And he's well, what is Helicobacter? Helicobacter, again? sometimes known as Helicobacter pylori, George, it's a bacterial infection of the stomach, and people sometimes get gastric ulcers and gastritis as a kind of consequence right. of having it. So they get they get upper GI pain, so pain under their sternum. Yeah. All Whatever right? chance we have of a camera in the studio in Dublin, we have no chance of a camera in the bathroom. I'm pointing to the top of my stomach, All listeners. Right. Okay. Um, so that, that, that's what they do. So I would suggest, first of all, two things is, is there are different... Com- people go on triple therapy for helicobacter. So um, they go on a combination of usually two antibiotics and an antacid. Sometimes it may be that they need a different combination of antibiotics. So that could happen. That, right. That's the first thing. But the second thing is, is maybe someone's reinfecting you. If your wife has it right, and okay. you there, you're eradicated, but right. then she coughs on your mouth and the next thing yeah, you, you right. have it back again. Okay, it's a major problem. None of these questions I can answer. So I know I you know hate this. You I hate, hate this. Well, I, I'm worried about this fellow now. He says, Andy thoughts on a sharp nerve pain in my little finger when I clench my fist or extend a wrist. Does he not just have arthritis or something, no? Well, like, n- when I flex my wrist now, I'm in a lot of pain. But I bet you don't get sharp nerve pain in your little finger. No, I get it in my wrist. He, he Well, exactly. So he doesn't have wrist arthritis. He has something pinching the nerve. And it could be pinching it in the hand, it could be pinching it at the wrist, or it could be pinching it further up. There's some sort of branch of his ulnar nerve being pinched, and there may be stuff that can be done for it. If it's not bad, I wouldn't worry too much about it. But what he will probably need, if it is bad, is something for nerve pain. And that's probably something. And there are tablets you can take for nerve pain. But it doesn't sound like 
it, 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 it's terminal. No, 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 it doesn't say Do that. not sometimes. I know older people have a better attitude towards pain because older people get a lot of pain, right? So they, it's, it's not true. that they Therefore, they tend to be whatever the word. Actually, I think, I think your relationship with pain is very much personality-driven. I don't think it's to do with your age. All right. But, like, sometimes you just sort of say, I'm getting pain here to hell with it. Yeah, but that nerve pain is very is it? kind All of intractable. Right. Now, this one I'm worried about because I can't answer it either. This 19-month-old female baby, gums protruding at, on top and some slight blood. Are you worried? No, not really, no. Because uh, these teeth are going to fall out anyway. Well, I'd say the, 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 the teeth haven't even cut through yet. I'd say that's why the gums are protruding. Is that not what she's saying? Teething, protruding gums, bit of blood, bit of soreness. Um, there are... Ver- are we worried? She's teething? Yeah. Does that not happen when you're teething? It does, yeah. Now, mind you, it's a, it's a while since I had teething babies, <laughs> but... I would suggest that this person should give the baby a bit of Calpol or Norofen. Okay. And that's all. And you know what? A teething ring is good too, and you can get teething rings you can put in the fridge. They chew so on they're like. cold and all of that. Yeah, yeah, and that's all good. So give them something to chew on. All right. Till the, go- till the teeth break through the gums. Now, this is interesting, I think. Not sure I can answer it, but... Can you ask the doc? The listener obviously doesn't think I can answer it either. Can I, you ask doc, I intermittently feel like my heart skips a beat, anything to worry about. I have an answer. Go on. When I looked at the lovely Ingrid, my heart skipped a beat. Is this not perfectly normal when you see something that you're in love with? I'm not sure that this particular query is related to the person being in love though I think it's the hardest skipping beats on an ongoing ah, no, basis. but hold on now serious question how do you you, you're, you don't feel your heart skipping the beat no, do people you? do George people do get you? palpitations I know <laughs> he didn't say palpitations he heard every now and again my heart skips a beat no. he didn't say there was a truckload of beats here's the thing lots of people get a, a skipped beat and sometimes that's a very innocent thing and it's called an ectopic beat where the, the heart is going chunk, 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 as it should and then it just spikes an extra beat which is of no consequence and ectopics are hardly relevant and they don't they don't make any difference I thought ectopics were something to do with pregnancy no, that's, a, that's an ectopic pregnancy but an ectopic heartbeat is a different thing alright um, ectopic just means it's something that where okay. it shouldn't be let me ask you a question yeah something like 30% of people my age have arrhythmia. Okay. Most of them don't even know they have arrhythmia. Yep. In fact, the fellow on Operation Transformation yes, there is. didn't know he had arrhythmia yes. until you checked him out. Exactly. So therefore, these are people with heartbeats that are intermittent. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. But they never ring up the right hook and say, my heart skipped a beat. So I'm not sure that you can tell your heart skips a beat. But let, let's talk about why people's hearts skip beats. Sometimes they have had too much coffee. Sometimes they've had too much alcohol. Sometimes they're anxious. And sometimes they have an overactive thyroid. There's loads and loads of reasons why people's hearts go a bit skewways. That's nothing to do with their heart at all. He needs an ECG. He needs some blood tests. And he maybe needs to look at his lifestyle. And he's probably grand. But he needs a couple of things uh, Right. Ring an ambulance, 999? No, not this time. All right. Not today. 
John wants Kira's opinion again. I well, mean, I just there's no point in me being here anymore. This fella has a small cyst at the back of his head. Doctor said, don't worry about leave well alone. He's 49. Isn't our considered opinion, leave well alone? If it is a confirmed sebaceous cyst and it's doing nothing and it's the back of his head, I wouldn't go near it because it's not, it's not something that you'd be worried about and actually trying to treat it, trying to kind of excise it and remove it could be more trouble than it was worth. Right. Provided we know it's a cyst, it's no biggie. All right. Okay. And you got that for nothing. If, if you wandered off down to Greystones to uh, uh, the, the doc surgery, it cost you 60 quid. 55 people, 55. I had minor surgery recently. I had to get an ECG. Now, this has happened to me. That's how they found my arrhythmia. In, in Mark's case, they said I gave a negative in my heartbeat. Is this serious? What does that mean? I, I saw that question come in and to be honest it doesn't really make any sense to me so I oh. think it's a typo or I think it's it's mis... Now there are people talking about, about negative polarisation of the heart and stuff like that. I, I suspect this is all fine but the text doesn't quite fully make sense to me George. I'm sorry. Uh, all right, and I think it's, it's a mistake in some okay. way. Okay. But when they do an ECG yeah. which they do for now yeah. if they find something yeah. they ring a bell and they say you've got a problem. Don't they? They pretty much do. If they find something significant. So the fact they didn't ring a bell would probably indicate he's Yeah, okay. but we don't have the full picture on that one. No, but we still think they would. If you have an ECG... We can deduce thank that you. it's probably okay. Yes, Dr. Watson. <laughs> uh, can you ask the good doctor, less of the good doctor, can you ask the doctor if I need to take medication for high blood pressure? Uh, here are the numbers. Uh, 131.91, 141.97, and 132.96, Noel says. Does he need medication? Noel has borderline blood pressure there. Okay, he, the, the, the criteria for actually the treatment line, as it were, is 140 on 90. He's kind of cruising around 130 something, but his diastolic is a little bit high. Um, he certainly needs to look at his lifestyle. He may need to lose some weight. He may need to cut his alcohol. He may need to stop smoking. He may need to exercise more. He needs to look at his lifestyle for sure, cut out the salt in his diet, all that kind of stuff, and then recheck. I wouldn't necessarily jump up and down about um, medication at that level, but I certainly think this needs to be looked at because he is he is certainly pre-hypertensive. He's borderline at this point. And you're anti-salt, are you? I'm anti-salt for people with blood pressure like no. How can you eat a chip if you don't have salt? <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't eat a chip. Well, now, this is uh, from Mick Moriarty addressed to George and Kira. Finally, I have a question. I went to my healthcare on Friday, got the all clear, walked into the, the something in Cork, Cork University Hospital in Cork on Monday. I was kept in. I'm now on list for a triple bypass, the poor fella. I was on your show before Christmas, and Kira said get checked out how right she was. Yeah, we're, we're, pretty, we're pretty impressive here with at the Right the, Hook Health Check. With the greatest respect, Mick, that's the worst text I read all day. She will be unbearable <laughs> for a month. My head won't fit through the door there, of the battle. Is there bus. any benefit in going to a chiropractor? Um, chiropr uh, muscle stiff sometimes around the groin when I stretch, the listener says. Here's the thing, and, and we're going to get a lot of abuse for this. I don't refer to chiropractors. I prefer to use physiotherapists. Because doctors are opposed to any kind of alternative medicine. I just told doctors you I refer to are, physiotherapists. Doctors are opposed to any kind of alternative medicine. You don't agree with acupuncture, chiropractors, the seventh son of the seventh son. Touching the hem of Mary Magdalene's gown, which skirt. is a certainty. You're right, George, I don't. Right, okay. 
And I'm not going to apologise either. 32. Oh, yeah. I, I, I have the same complaint, so this would be a good answer. I'm 32, this woman is. She has a kind of a crust up her nose for years. It may be there for when it broke my nose. It used to get affected, but it hasn't for a while. Every so often it falls out and grows back. Another Kira. It's not me. The twin you were separated from at birth. That was named the same name as um, I would suggest... Crust. What's this crust? Well, Blood? I would, well, I would say, yeah, probably a scab yeah. and mucus and stuff. Probably to do with cold and maybe sometimes to do with picking and to do with all sorts of different yeah. things. Um, there's cream you can get for up your nose. Can you? um, and I would suggest a cream that has a little bit of uh, antiseptic. A and maybe topical a, cream. And maybe a little bit of steroid because you love that too, George. But I think that that would, would sort this out. Yeah. And then after that, a bit of Vaseline up the nose will often help with things yeah, like this. I remember. And leave your nose alone. Masking. The late Maskeen, the great Ireland second draw. I remember playing play with him and getting my nose bashed, and he said, There'll be great pickings in that for months, he said. <laughs> All right, we've, got, we've done with the pyrocractor, the bloody nose. <laughs> uh, Even as a doctor, sometimes I can't stomach this. I have gout after a b- What about this 39 year old male? He has gout. Another fellow has had a sore foot for uh, three weeks. He had an x ray. He's wondering if it's gout. It's a real possibility it is gout. And it won't go away unless you do something about it. It'll just get worse. Well, it's pretty handy to know. It's not that hard to diagnose gout. You know what I mean? You do a blood test, the uric acid levels are high, and someone has a monoarthritis, which means an arth. You know, a, and a, your big toes about yeah, twice hot, as normal Yeah, hot, size. swollen joint. It doesn't have to be your big. Toe, but no, but generally. Yes, but a big toe is often affected. And so the diagnosis of gout is not rocket science. And if you have gout and it's active, then yeah, you do need to be treated and treated for the active uh, complaint and then also with preventers usually. And you don't go to a doctor. You go to a rheumatologist. You go to a specialist. You need to go to a GP first. Or if you rub Mary Magdalene's Mary Magdalene is not involved. against the toe, it'll work. <laughs> uh, cork. Menopause and sweats at night, what are you going to do? Um, menopause in the main, I like to treat with, believe it or not, alternative kind of stuff because I, I, I tend to shy away from HRT as much as I can. So I would suggest going to your local chemist or your local health food store and having a look at uh, sort of um, sage and soya and meno herbs and menopause and trying those kind of alternative things. For women who are completely debilitated, by symptoms and can't cope at all. HRT is a possibility, but I wouldn't leap to it first. But things HRT is a worry now. Well, exactly. My latest reading. Yeah, no, no, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan. So, so, right. so I wouldn't go there first, is what I'm saying. Would HRT help me with my midlife crisis? Um, undoubtedly not. Okay, it's Kira Kelly, good doctor, who's here every Monday after six o'clock with the Right Hook Health Checkup. Terrible pain in my left leg to from knee to ankle every night. Once I get walking around, it disappears. Intermittent pain in my lower back, uh, about an inch from the spine. X rays, no damage. So he's 50 plus. What is Does that? he say, George, whether the pain is down the side of his lower leg or the back of his lower leg or it's his shin? It develops in his left leg from knee to ankle. Could I pose a possibility? Go on, so. You do get. Uh, nighttime uh, cramps, cramps yeah. don't you? You do. Could you it can. be that? No. It could be, and I think we, you know, what I would suggest for that is quinine. Quinine for night cramps is always you good. You cannot get quinine. Ah, uh, you can get quinine. You can. You can. I'm. I've been searching for quinine. All I do now is I have twenty-two gin tonics <laughs> before I go to bed, and that helps. 
Well, okay. It could be night cramps. It could be muscular. It could be vascular. It could be nerve pain from his lower back. He could have a pinched sciatic nerve causing pain down the side of his lower leg. There's definitely something going on. He needs yeah. something for the pain and we need to try and get to the root cause But if it. it is the cramps, because what tricks that for me is getting up and walking around. That's what I do. But 22 gin and tonics is great. I if would suggest that it's the tonic that works, George, so you don't actually need the gin. No, that's true. <laughs> but it's more fun with the gin. Here's a great text. Just found out I'm five weeks pregnant. Ah. I'm on my way into town to tell the fella and celebrate with dinner. What's my next step? Five weeks. Woohoo! You're the first to know. Ah. Ah, congratulations we're very happy for you what's next uh, first of all I hope you're no on no drink yes no drink folic acid I hope you're on folic acid very important to protect against neural tube defects folic acid, folic acid. yeah grab air. some of the chemist on the way in and um, go and see your GP you'll need a referral to get your booking visit with your obstetricians or your midwives no drink no cigarettes no drink or cigarettes but I'm most women know heavy that. breathing no heavy breathing. <laughs> yeah, you go with your fella to the place and you lie it's there. early doors, George. And All you, you need, folic breathing. acid, no drink, no cigarettes. Go to your GP, you need a referral to, uh, to an antenatal clinic where they'll do your bloods and they'll arrange your scans and all that kind of stuff. Pick a hospital. All right. Mick and Silorgan takes 55 quid from you for five minutes from some poor person who comes into your surgery is a bit rough. Does he? Yeah. Sorry, Mick, I've got to make a crust. Yeah. What about it's, more than, it's more than five minutes too, let me tell you. What about the fellow 25 si- minutes. What about the fellow who's 65 and he keeps hearing his heartbeat in his ear? Um, sometimes, is that true? Some, yeah, sometimes that, there's a few different reasons that could happen. Sometimes that is anxiety. Sometimes that's high blood pressure. Sometimes that's to do with the vascularity of your ear and sometimes it can be more vascular than you want it to be. Um, he needs a blood pressure check just to make sure that it's not his blood pressure. Go and tell, really? your, go and tell your GP, get your blood pressure checked. 